I, I do talk a lot. In fact, I'm talking right now as I hit the record button. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the season two and three bonus episode of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Joining me, as always, is Emerson, the de facto Hello. leader of this podcast. You need to and stop who the doing... fuck is this guy? This is friend of the podcast, Spelvin. Hello, Spelvin. It's Finally. nice to have a third person in this. Yes, you now We've, have a triangle of people to throw your echoing. Typical Americans also. speaking over me. Yes. Yep. yep. You I had your chance a... to run this country. You fucked it up. <laughs> well, I've, I've sort of lost what I was. Basically, you keep you keep you can't keep saying the intros forever and ever, Joe. That's my job. Fair enough. Next season, um, which so well, we don't real <laughs> we have no plan as really. you yeah as you might be able to tell we don't really have a plan but I felt it would be good to to do a just a sort of end cap on the season in case there was anything that Emerson didn't get to talk about because I always get to talk about everything mm-hmm. and then uh, Spell Joe has, has so much to, to say about everything and I've just got like unless it really really sticks out to me one particular moment, just the bare bones of everything. I have so much banter. Yeah, it's the American-British dynamic that has been in place ever since the start of World War II. Uh, um, let's see. And of course, I have sent lengthy emails to the podcast, some of which have been, details of which have been discussed before, I think, on episodes? Some, some of them have, but I did feel very bad because uh, not letting you come on and say it for yourself, because if I said it, at some point I would just start summarizing or editorializing, and you put so much work into this that it's, I did not want it's to insane do it how myself. Much, it's insane how much dedication you put into this, especially, especially not even as a as a British person, um, finding out just all the geography and extra details. Because yeah. I've mentioned before that um, the main Taskmaster vicinities that are used, especially in the earlier seasons, the the Taskmaster house, the area where they played charades across the, the Thames, I have, yeah. I live in sort of walking distance, if you like long one, two-hour walks. If you take public transport, it's a lot, lot quicker, obviously. But I've been to those places, and I've seen them uh, not not even semi-regularly, but I do know where they are. Um, yeah. But I still don't know all there is to, to each of these places, and maybe that is because... Um, it's the curse of familiarity, mm-hmm. in which you basically are so aware of it that you just sort of lose the details like Mm. this podcast which as i said last week my dad asked me hey what's going on in this show that you're doing a podcast about and i totally did not remember anything see i actually have a way to um describe taskmaster to people taskmaster is a show about failing to siphon water from one bucket to another and occasionally it is also about people failing to hard boil an egg yes that that is it's also about Throwing potatoes into golf holes and then causing some of the greatest back and forth debates of our generation. And watermelon I mean, speed running. Um, and and discovering I how still... to make brown. Mm-hmm. Which Ooh. maybe involves blue, I don't know. Mm, yeah. Close enough. It is it's a very quotable show. 
I think the best part of that is the episode titles. Sorry, I cut you off, Spell. Yeah. Viewer, I I would like to apologize. Now, York. Yeah, close enough. Um, Now, um, viewer, I would like to apologize in advance because, as you may have noticed, for some strange reason, despite the fact that it is now approaching fall and everything is dying, all of the pollen in the air has now reached critical levels. Oh my god, in the it Northeast. has. It has. I actually I went outside the other day and I keep in mind I take so much Claritin D. Which <laughs> which for those of you who don't you know what this really is. You guys have really bad hay fever. This is uh-huh. a No, no, it's not hay. There it's not it's not hay season yet, but no, Claritin D is a decongestant that uses the same ingredient you make meth out of. <laughs> so I buy what enough of this fuck? stuff. I, I am yep. legal. Pseudephedrine. Pseudephedrine is a really effective decongestant and also one of the primary ingredients in methamphetamine. And you, it's a restricted substance. You have to get it at the pharmacy counter or get a prescription for it from your doctor like I do. Otherwise, and if you buy too much of it within a certain time period, they will not let you buy more. I have to get a prescription from it for it because otherwise I go through enough of it that I can't buy that I, I will run out and I will not be able to buy more. And then I will be like I was a couple of days ago where I was walking around outside and was seriously wondering whether or not I was seeing spots at the edge of my vision because I was getting so little oxygen. See, I don't get that. I just get a clogged nose. And honestly, I'm beginning to think that's more because of a septal deviation than anything. Mm. Colds really, colds Ooh, and that like, stuffy noses really, really suck. And yeah, I used to have them on a not a regular basis, but uh, I had them. I think because when I used to have swimming lessons, I think it was something in the pool water that caused it, or something of how I treated myself afterwards. Because I remember it always sort of cropping up the day after I did it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I, I, they don't they don't yeah. occur too much anymore. Um, that that'll happen anymore. Although I bet your immune system's really strong after swimming in whatever you, whatever public well, pool water. Piss. I'll tell I'll it's tell piss. you. Yeah, it is pretty much piss. Well, I'll tell I'll yeah. give you an idea of how strong my immune system is. I had um, my second COVID vaccine uh, sometime last week, and Jesus, which one did I? I think I had the. Pfizer. You finally got vaccinated. Good for you. No, I, I finally had my second vaccine. I've had my first vaccine. Well, Back in July. Well, now you're fu- now you're fully vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated, um, but I feel bad because did you al- my did you vaccine- almost? No, I didn't almost die. Um, but my the, what makes this embarrassing is that my vaccine card. I mean, I don't know if this is in the happens in uh, in the states where you guys live, but here you're given a vaccine card to sort of. Yeah, I I have one too. Yeah, I've the card sort of like. It tells you when your first and second jabs were, and mm-hmm. the type of vaccine you've had. Um, I, I think it was the Pfizer one. I can't remember for the. Lo- I mean, I, I'd say it's more likely that I had the Pfizer one. And the thing with the Pfizer vaccine is that uh, the, after the first dose, other than a sore arm, you'll feel pretty fine, nothing too bad. Second dose is when uh, stuff like cold, cold, stuffy nose, headaches. That sort of thing starts to kick in. Yeah, you fucking feel it after the second one. Mm-hmm. I got Moderna. Although I didn't, nothing happened aside from the sore arm. But that 
really was to the worst of what I'd suffered with the second jab. And I don't know if I should count myself lucky for that or what. Mm, you can I, count yourself lucky. I basically wrote off an entire day. Yeah, I slept for 17 hours. Mm. And when I woke up, I didn't. Sleep I didn't feel as awful. Uh, so well, yeah, so the second shot was for you. Yes. Um, you said you're from the northeast. Um, what state specifically? Specifically, uh, New England. More so... specifically, Massachusetts. Aha. Uh -huh. Can you now, do, a, can now you do we... like a Boston Ted Seth MacFarlane accent? I put this whole fucking town in my rear view. Oh my god. Regional did, accents, regional accents are fun. I did my basic American accents on the podcast a while ago. I'm not sure I could like pin down a specific area though. Your frighteningly like, neutral American accent is so frightening. So I do it again. Your accent is so Midwestern, um, it caused most of my Chicago relatives to uh, disassociate. So, so that was, it caused me to disassociate, and I was listening to it. It's like, it's like, hi, alternate universe Emerson here. What the fuck is I going on? I want to hear you guys try um, different British. You shows. don't. You don't. Let, let me try do. I'll, I'll try and do the. I'll do. I'll redo the accent I did before, and then I'll try and do a Boston one in like Ted. Ted. Oh no. Seth uh Oh. Well, you've heard it. You uh, know it's not... Well, the first one's not bad. You've heard it. I, stereotypical accents always go either really well or really badly. I'm trying to figure... Where the hell... I'm looking up something that Angela Lansbury said on Murder, She Wrote, to see if I can... Actually, fuck it. Let's see Angela if I Lansbury? can actually um, sing... Um, uh, someone from the TV show Murder, She Wrote. Um, I beg your pardon. That is Dame Angela fucking Lansbury. Um, I know. I mean, I did. I did know her name, but I'm not really. Oh shit! The tripod I wasn't using fell down. Loud um, noises. I mean, I'm really hypersensitive to loud noises. Anyway, uh, shall I do the accent? At least the basic one first. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So what it is? It's just like. You take a couple shots of root beer. You're, you're saying the same thing. Exactly. It's still. It's still. Do something. Say something different. I want to. I want to hear you like okay. go through the. Because you said I the don't exact care thing. what your fucking house. Your, what material your fucking house is made out of. You're blocking my view, and I fucking hate you. Now get the fuck out of my neighborhood, or I will call the cops. I fucking mean it. How? I will put. I will lay my hands on your throat. And I will make sure you never see your children again. How do you know my neighbors? Mm -hmm. Those sound like the neighbors who live next door to us. What? Because like the people in between, like Ohio and New Hampshire, no, no, Massachusetts. No, no, as no, no, as in like literal the people next door to my parents' house do not like that my parents are putting an extension onto their house. And have sent us multiple strongly worded, badly spelled letters expressing their dislike in our house. Um, if I try the box, I'll try doing the Boston accent to the best of my abilities, and then can we please talk Taskmaster? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. we can. Right. Um, I might try. 
Okay. I might try um, English Spelvin and anyone from the Boston, Massachusetts area, um, if you thought I did okay, please tell us at the email. What is the email, Joe? At ytsnpod at gmail.com. Jesus. God, it is hard to sink. Well, because there's a bit of a delay. It's... There's is there? Well, yeah. You, I started, and then you started, and then I went. Oh God! Now we're going to have to start again. Um, anyway, and then I just didn't. Boston yeah. accent. Go ahead. You know what, John? It's been four years, and I can't understand why you would make me. You would dress me up in this tiny little suit, which is something you give your kid when grandma died. Where are you getting these lines from? Uh, Ted, the oh. movie about the talking teddy bear. I, yeah. I, I have not seen it. Uh, I, I've I'm seen not it. F- it is very, very average. Most, that sounds about right for most things that um, Seth MacFarlane makes. And as a rule of thumb, if it's an adult movie which take, features a very childlike, childish family concept, it's a very alright film. Sausage Party, Happy Time Murders. Or, actually, Sausage Party was pretty good, but yeah. Sausage Party was a film that I experienced. It, it was not a film I saw. It was a, it was a film I experienced. Mm. The best way to experience Sausage Party is to simply be drunk in your living room and then stare at a grocery list. Oh. <laughs> I know I said wildly. we... I know I said we talked Taskmaster, but that just reminds me. Uh, I went to see the first Deadpool movie, if you remember it, oh. uh, with my dad, of all people. Oops. And the, Deadpool the bit, one was great. Yeah, the first Deadpool was fantastic. The second one was mm, somewhere in the range of okay and not amazing. I've seen the first one uh, a handful of times. I've only seen the second one once. It's a real shame this podcast isn't about whatever, because we could just talk about it. Um, unfortunately, we do have to stick to one uh, yes. topic. And uh, two minutes and 30 seconds... Did I just say... 14 minutes and 30 14 seconds. 14 minutes I don't and know. 36 seconds. You're getting later. better. You're getting better. Well, I'm we, getting better as well, but... Um, but um, so, I don't... We do ostensibly have to talk about Taskmaster, yes. Where is the email that I sent you? Joe, you're in charge of that, Pull up the email. Yeah, I do do have the email from uh, Spelvin, but um, just to... Excuse uh, me. But uh, just to um, talk about Taskmaster for a moment, uh, big news, 15 minutes into this episode... uh, Taskmaster Season 12 has been announced. Well, it was announced has right at the end of Series 11. It starts... The, um, we're the date and the teaser trailer yeah. have been... Mark your calendars, 23rd of September, 9pm, uh, Channel 4, Series 12 starts. We've got Alan Davis, Desiree Birch, Gus Khan, Morgana Robinson, and Victoria Corin Mitchell. Or if you're like us, uh, get a VPN and steal it off the internet. Yeah, yeah, or you could be like me and not watch it until 2022 when this podcast gets to that. When we finally get to it, yeah. I mean, if I'm because being I'm honest, not... we might 
if I had to guess, I'd say by the end of next year, we probably would have finished Series 8. Yeah. Well, then 2023 it is. I'm not watching outside of this, outside of the context of this podcast. I mean, so if, we do, if we do Taskmaster U, when we do Taskmaster US, because it seems only rightly so to talk about uh, the shambles that it is. Uh, and if, this is a big if, we do Taskmaster New Zealand. Yeah. Total silence. No, no, I was waiting for you to say something because that ends the, because uh, you didn't end the sentence. Mm. I was actually even if say, we don't, though, on the, even if we, sorry, on, before, I was, do you want to talk or should I? I, finish what you were saying. I just had one comment. Even, I was just going to say, even if we don't cover Taskmaster New Zealand in full, which would make me a little bit sad, to be honest, we should definitely make like an episode dedicated to, at least make an episode dedicated to each series. Yeah. Although, um, Spellman, I did want to get your opinion on this because you are an American like me. Mm-hmm. I have watched half of one episode of Taskmaster USA. It was abominable. Part of the reason is that the guy they had as host, I think it was Reggie Watts, Reggie Watts yeah. Yeah. was way too calm and collected to be the Taskmaster. I have been basically assaulted by this chain of thought since I saw that. Do you agree with me that Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter would be the best possible U.S. hosts for a U.S. version of Taskmaster? I actually don't think I agree that with the Conan O'Brien the decision. Stable. I agree um, with the Conan O'Brien decision. Um, Conan, on the... Conan and Andy would be a good idea, but... Um, a I name I saw of... as a possible... Sorry, a name I saw as a, another possible Taskmaster's assistant in the States was Jack McBrayer. Uh, yes. And I've seen, a, I've seen him a little bit, and I think he would be a very good fit. Jack McBrayer, though, the problem with Jack McBrayer is he's too nice. Because a lot of times, like, if you got a contestant like Rod Gilbert or an American version of Rod Gilbert and they tortured Jack McBrayer, the problem is that you'd feel bad as opposed to, like, laughing at his misery. Andy Richter aside from playing really well off of Conan, also has enough inner mischievousness that you also do not feel bad if he gets, like, slimed or made to sit on a cake. Mm-hmm. Who would be some but, comedians you think would do a U.S. Taskmaster? I've got... Uh, just, just say would five. Do just or say would, five. Be, would do or would be good? Uh, a mixture of both. Let's, let's all say five each. Okay, you two go first. I have to think about this for a second. I'm actually going to be keeping Ron Funches and Freddie Highmore, who are the two contestants on that program, who actually mm. seem to understand what Taskmaster was about. Why? I don't know why Fred... performed like they did. Um, um, do you want to go first, Melvin? Oh yeah, I'm steamrolling again. Um, here I come. The brakes are off. Choo choo, motherfucker. Um, let's see. Who for Taskmaster? Obviously, I'm actually going to put Reggie Watts in the contestant zone um, and replace him with either Mark Marin or John Hodgman. Just okay. because, because I immediately think of John Hodgman having a particularly strange routine about judging people repeatedly. Um and as such, and because he is, of course, in the Avalon stable, he automatically kind of goes in. Um, I also need to pull 
Avalon, of course, being the um, agents for Alex Horn and a good portion of the Taskmaster contestants. Um, and also the production company behind the UK Taskmaster and possibly the US one as well. I don't know. Um, but in any case, I know Highmore is on their roster, but for what I don't know... Um, and I know Marin is on them, which is kind of why I'm going, yeah, they'll, he'll be good. Um, Ed Gamble, I know, podcast enemy Ed Gamble, um, is mm. Would anyone in the U.S. know who he is, though? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, only people who I'm are obsessed with British panel there. shows in the States would know who, who any of the Taskmaster UK contestants would be. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's one of the guys from, uh, Workaholics is on their, um, agency. And I'm trying to remember his fucking name. Um. Uh, oh, Josh Gondelman might be a good fit. Um, Josh Gondelman also might be a good Taskmaster's assistant. Um. Is Hari Kondo Blue British? Because I don't know. No, I can't. I I'm can't just trying to imagine... I'm just trying to imagine a bunch of people who would be disasters on this podcast... Mm. For this for this show. Because I'm, I'm not up on American celebrity culture as much as I might be. Yeah. But I, I think what I would have to do is I would have to pick... Uh, this is assuming... This would be like a Conan O'Brien one. I think I would have to have uh, Bill Burr because he Bill seems Burr's like good, he would get Bill Burr is a good. Guy. He would be a, he would be a good Ramesh. Uh, Norma McDonald. Uh, if if you could swing uh, Will Ferrell, I would say him. Uh, maybe Jack McBrayer as a contestant. And then, uh, depending on who else, Nikki Glaser, maybe. Uh, maybe uh, Tim Allen, Nikki Glaser, Will Ferrell, Tim Allen. Uh, is Nikki Glaser a man or a woman? Woman. Uh, Nikki Glaser is a, is a woman. She was okay. on. I know her from the Comedy Central roasts of a couple of different people. Uh, okay. Those are funny. Those are really funny. No, I, um, I like the old Dean Martin roasts just because you could actually, just because those were actually funny and the dick jokes were few and far between. Um, may I throw a couple names out as to who I'd like to see? Go ahead. Um, uh, either Ken Jong or Joel McHale. Ken Jong would be amazing in this. That's my last pick, Ken Jong. Yeah, you've got uh, I went with either Ken are... Jong or John McHale because I know they both did Community. Um, and speaking of Community, uh, I know he's. I mean, he he has dual citizenship, and he could be the U.S.'s David Baddiel, and that is John Oliver. Mm-hmm. John Oliver would be very very good in this especially because he'd make 
because he'd bring a lot of the standard British sadness to it. Actually, yeah. John Oliver would be good as the assistant. That's Maybe. a fair point, actually. Maybe. Because That's... John Oliver could just stand there and look put upon as people like subject him to mm. to pie-based horrors or whatever they do. Yeah. But um... then he also would not... He would also be just as willing to stand back and watch mm. them fuck up. Because... Mm. But, but the thing is, John Oliver reminds me a lot of David Baddiel. Um, I, you have David Baddiel's in Series 9. Um, mm. you, have you seen Series 9, Spelvin? I have not. Um, for kind of... Well, David Baddiel has said some things on Twitter that, you know, just makes me kind of hesitant to watch his season, but Thankfully, he does get owned repeatedly in that series. Oh, so God, I David! Am more than happy. To see I mean, him I'm get not owned. really. I don't. I mean, I'm kind. I'm kind of. Um, I kind of like David Baddiel. I don't yeah. watch his stuff a lot. He on Taskmaster, it is amazing. Um, and John Oliver, and the thing is, David Baddiel looks like a slightly older John Oliver. They have the same. Obviously, David Baddiel's got a lot more hair and his hair's a lot greyer. Uh, but you can see he and John Oliver have very similar facial features. I can. Yeah. I can, I can see if, like, you made, like, a beef jerky version of John Oliver would just be David Baddiel. Um, I think Sarah Silverman would be an interesting contestant guest. There's a lot of good U.S. contestants for this, now yeah. that I think about this. It's amazing they managed to find people who were so bad at it. If they've got a Netflix special, they're in contention to be on the show. That's how I see um, it. I was going to say, if they've got Netflix money, I'd say get Martha Stewart. What about, what about Kevin Hart? Because Kevin, only if there's someone for Kevin Hart to play off against. Like if they could, like fantasy. If they got, if they got the rock in, if they got the rock in, if fantasy Taskmaster U.S. would be Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson, uh, like, like maybe Timothy Oliphant and uh, oh Snoop Dogg, and then maybe George Clooney, and ju- because just get, they're all just get completely tall, really tall people. And then... Or or just have like all of as many people from the Avengers series as you can. So like Chris oh. Evans, Robert Downey Jr. Because I think those are the kind of people who would do really badly, but think they did really well until the moment it was shown. Um if if we go down the Conan O'Brien Taskmaster route, um and Kevin Hart is on the show. Um, actually, this this is a, this is more related to just Kevin Hart being the tiny little midget man that he is. Um, Kevin Hart did a thing with Conan O'Brien on YouTube. I think he, he had like a YouTube uh, original where he tackled uh, different sports with various celebrities, and he does uh, sumo wrestling with Conan O'Brien. And yeah, I know this is a given, and this is absolutely nothing new news at all. But seeing Conan O'Brien and Kevin Hart standing next to each other is a really, really weird size. Ke- yeah, because, because Conan's Conan like o- six five. Yeah, he's or- and that's a good height for someone like the Taskmaster. It makes um, the Taskmaster has to be a big person with a big personality. I think. Yeah. Um, and also, um, 
when Kevin Hart uh, came on the Jonathan Ross show, you you guys know who Jonathan Ross is, right? Yes. Um, uh, yes. He was Jonathan Ross. Yeah, Wassy, as he likes to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the thing what happened on that show is Kevin Hart was paired over two. Um, what I like, what I like about the Jonathan Ross shows, and like most like chat shows in general, is that it brings celebrities you'd never expect to share the screen together, and it's a really weird sight. Oh yeah, um, I like the Graham Norton show for the same reason. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Hart was on an episode of the Jonathan Ross show, and he was sat in between a uh, cricket player Freddie Flintoff and Stephen Fry. <laughs> And both of these guys are in the range of enormous. Six feet. Yeah, um, that's really all I have to say. So I had uh, Ken Jong, John McHale, John Oliver. Um, I'm just looking at other people who were. Oh, um, what about Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham could be good, but honestly, I think he's been through enough stress right now that. Uh... <laughs> I don't think he's ma- he's really doing public performances anymore, so I don't know how well okay. Taskmaster would do with him. Um, um, what about Tina Fey? Tina Ooh. Fey could be good. Tina Fey and We're listing Julia people Lee who Dreyfus. are most, also mostly Hollywood. Elaine Stritch. Revive Elaine Stritch from the dead and just watch her bitch at Alex Horn oh, every time oh, so oh, much no. as a fucking inconvenience comes up. If you, you know who Jack great... Donahue's mother. Uh, I just... Yeah. I just had a great thought. You know, a dead, a deceased comedian no longer with us who would be great on Taskmaster. George Carlin. Sean Locke? George Carlin. Oh my god. <laughs> I would put him down as Taskmaster, honestly, but I do want to see him. I, I don't think George Carlin would want to be Taskmaster. I think because cause he'd, he'd bitch and moan about responsibility. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be he'd be great as a contestant. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I had um, have... Ken Jong, John Oliver. Let's just throw him in the realm of contestants now. Sarah Silverman, Bo Burnham. I'll go with one more female contestant. Um. Tiffany Haydish. Ali or Ali mm. Wong. I don't know who either of the. I I vaguely know who Tiffany Haddish is. Nope. Got mm. no idea. Yeah. She funny? Um she's in like a couple Yeah, that's stuff. what I That's kind of what I thought. That was like I like the only like when I was would, thinking would, who would, would be, be Goldberg I was be good. No. No. Would be Goldberg I don't watch years enough, ago would have been in it. I don't watch but enough Whoopi Goldberg to sort of know her. Yeah, that's there's a there's a good reason for that. Whoopi hasn't been funny for centuries. Whoopi Goldberg was funny when Star Trek The Next Generation was airing, this and is nowadays ma- Whoopi Goldberg is aging badly. I should have just stuck to people I've known and seen, because I've just typed in American comedians, and I'm flicking through all of them. Oh my god. Most of them I'm are so like, sorry. most of them I know by like sight of like, oh, you are, you are not being on Taskmaster if you're like dependent on it, I'm not even going to mention you. Um, I, I was just thinking about like, people who have been on Conan. And the only other person I can think of is Paul Rudd. Paul Ooh. Rudd would do really. Paul oh, Rudd Paul, would do it too. That's Paul the other thing. Most of these can. Paul Rudd was in a show these... with Ashling B. And John. He was in Hale. series five. Yeah. No, Ash, Ashling B was in series five of Taskmaster. 
Yeah, most of well, actually, you know, a lot of people have been on stuff recently. Like, uh, who else did I see? I no, I didn't. That's right. Jack Whitehall has not been on Taskmaster. Uh, he's he's ta- he's taking too many big steps into the. He's in big Hollywood films now, Jack Whitehall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I'll be. He's he's certainly not good enough an actor for it. Jack well, Whitehall some... has all the presence of a Ran... slice of white stale bread. He's, I no, beg he's to actually, differ. He's, I beg to differ. He's I, funny when he does stand up. But I have you watch, seen Travels but, with My Father? That's the show no, where Jack Whitehall goes on. It's very good. But it's coming to an end. I, sadly. I watched the Jungle Cruise movie because my parents wanted to watch it. And we watched it, and he came on screen, and my first two thoughts were what is he doing here, and how much is he paying his agent? Because that's clearly too much, or I think not enough. Seeing because... Jack Whitehall on screen with uh, The Rock is probably like, these two things are great by themselves, but they can't, being seen together doesn't feel right. Yeah, because Jack Whitehall is not nearly as competent enough to be on the same level as Dwayne Johnson. And I'm like, his agent must be amazing. Mm. He... He was it's, also, it's also in the like Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, which I haven't seen, but I know uh, in the trailer they played the Clifford. Uh, what would you like me to rant for a couple of minutes about the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie and how not original to the source it isn't? Because you, it's before you do that, I just want to say that I, in the trailer they played Dynamite by BTS. I don't care. There is Clifford the Big Red Dog. There is Clifford the Big Red Dog, like, canon and an origin story and a prequel, and none of it is followed in this because I read the Clifford the Big Red Dog books. I watched the Clifford the Big Red Dog animated show. I watched the Clifford the Big Red Dog prequel as a child. Do you know what they all had in common? Clifford the Big Red Dog was Clifford the Tiny Red Puppy until... Emily Elizabeth loved him so much that he just never stopped growing out as he became a regular sized dog and could talk okay. to other dogs. That trailer showed Clifford the Big Red Dog magically growing to the size of a fucking pickup truck in an hour and never had anything to do like, oh, Emily Elizabeth cried he... one tear on him. And and also Does Clifford also, in the movie something... speak? I don't know. He better fucking speak because that was an integral part of this. He doesn't speak to Emily Elizabeth. He speaks That's to fair. the other dogs. But also, other thing. You know why Jack Whitehall's in this movie? Jack Whitehall's in this movie because her single mother needed someone to watch, needed her brother to watch her daughter. Emily Elizabeth, in the TV show, in the prequel, which is when this is supposed to be set, <laughs> in the prequel show, it has a loving mother and a loving father. I watched it. It is in, stamped into my childhood. Why is none of this on? If you're going to make a fucking Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, there are two ways to do it. One is a faithful recreation of, is a faithful adaptation of the original source material, which is fine. You can do that. I understand Paw Patrol had a very good movie recently, at least Kim by Ka- the Kim standards. Kim Kardashian of, is in it. At least by the standards of children's movie. I, I don't, and then, or you do what I want them to do, and they would never do, which is have a gritty fucking adaptation, a gritty and realistic adaptation of a children's, children's movie. I want to see, like, Bridwell Island get, like, stormed by the 
ATF trying to capture Clifford the Big Red Dog because they need to study him. Because this, the they are on an island off the coast of like Cape Hatteras in the original in the original books, and the only thing that's bigger than Clifford the Big Red Dog is the fucking ferry boat. And they that is like nobody cares. Nobody cares on that island because it's just how fucking island people live. Apparently, it's yeah, very. Uh, to it's going to be bad be... and it's going to make me angry just like the Tom and Jerry movie and that's saying something because they did a live action Tom and Jerry movie and that is worse than the 1990s animated Tom and Jerry movie where they fucking talked and sang I hated that one that one was was actually at least somewhat decent the new Tom and Jerry one had like Chloe Grace Moretz in it and it sucked and I don't even need to watch Ken, it to know it I sucked. know it had Ken Jong in it as well it's, I'm, I'm mad about these live action children's movie I feel bad for Ken Jong because he's been a lot of things that have just not, like movie-wise, that have just not been really well received lately. He gets paid. He does get paid. He could say um, no. That's his problem. Um, <laughs> he's perfectly I, fine with it, from what. Remember I know. when we said we were going to talk about Taskmaster? No. Oh, yeah. Um, um, okay, exactly, so. Oh, I just want to say we one more talked thing. about. Oh yes, and I, I promise um, the Clifford movie. Reminds me of that Door of the Explorer movie that came out one a couple of years ago. There was I, one good thing about I, from what I recall what, about the Dora was it movie, Swiper? Was and it that Swiper? is they did the bit where she just stares at the camera, but everyone else around her is very much aware that she's asking it to nobody, which is I great. did. Well, I, it's like she says to wasn't like, there I, like a robot kitchen robot chicken sketch where they just gave Dora the Explorer a gun or something and that yeah. was the, they had her like, that would have she been was better. an adult she was in like in that robot chicken sketch she was like an adult this the Dora the Explorer in the movies like I I age. know I vaguely I vaguely remember, remember I haven't hearing seen about f- that I haven't seen the film but and, but to my knowledge Boots the monkey does not speak uh but no. Spike of the Fox is does speak unless I'm wrong <sighs> whenever you make a live action version of a children's of a of a non-live action children's property god abandons the production and then you are left with whatever sinful remains you have what about paddington? I, my source material what about paddington paddington the exception that proves the rule the exception that proves the rule because at the other end of the scale you have thomas and the magic railroad <laughs> Hey, don't you make that noise. That movie was awful, and I'll defend it to my dying breath. Yeah, it was awful. Why do you think I puked? That movie was awful, but I will defend it to my dying breath, because I I, that was my childhood. I think you would like The Unlucky Tug, the YouTube channel, both of you. I, I am aware of most of the Thomas the Tank Engine fan content infrastructure. Believe you me, I know who that person is, and I'm fine with not watching it, because as I have told several people on Discord servers I'm in, I have the Thomas the Tank Engine source book. Yep. It's signed. I, I imported it so from bad. Northern Ireland. <laughs> I know everything there is. Don't you worry about me. I know how to do th- how to handle okay. Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. Okay. Now. I'd like to give my... Um roll down of the task of a possible taskmaster. Oh America. shit, that's right. That's what we were doing. Okay. Okay. Holy shit. Yes. You can um, talk you can I'm talk sorry, listening you audience. I yeah, feel like we're rolling, in our guest episode, we're rolling, our guest is barely off. in it. Yeah. Anyway, Spellman, um, feel free to talk as much as you want for the next 10-15 minutes. 
Okay, gonna, let's see. I'm going to put my Marin. microphone down, but I'm okay. still listening. <laughs> yep. Mark Marin for host. Jack McBrayer as sidekick, because Jesus Christ, I like to watch people getting kicked while they're down. Um... That being said, most of my cast is relatively nice. Um, Cristiana Alonso, um, noted his noted comedian who had her own sitcom on ABC for like one season back in the early um, teens um, for first seat. Julia Scotty, who won America's Got Talent um, and who actually did gigs alongside Ellen in New York before she quit entirely before reappearing on America's Got on AGT. Um, third seat's going to be pretty weird um, because I have a toss-up between Blake Anderson, Adam Devine, Freddie Highmore, and um, Cole Escola, who you may have seen um, in things like At Home with Amy Schumer as Chassis Tucker, which I think gives you a pretty good idea of what he does regularly. Um, Ron Funches, because the man is a fucking delight and should be preserved as a national treasure, um, and Ali Wong. Now, admittedly, that isn't in alphabetical order as it would be on the show normally, you but can't just uh, I don't care. It. Yeah. Problem is, I have, um, problem is I have Cole, Freddie, Blake, and Adam on, all on the same line, so I'm going to end up ruining that order almost immediately. Um, now, should we get to the email? Because yes, uh, please do. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, I think everyone's given their American Taskmaster cast. Um, yep. Yeah, I did. I don't remember what I said, but I absolutely did. <laughs> Ken uh, Jong was in it. Yeah. Conan host John Oliver's assistant. Yeah. And I I agreed with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Cats does countdown regarding episode season two, episode one. Note the lack of ball talk because you already um, ran that joke into the ground. Um, Cats does countdown is the result of Channel 4's 30th anniversary, where for some god unknown reason they crossed over their most known shows, two of them being eight out of ten cats and their daytime for old people show like Jeopardy Countdown. This crossover in particular was very successful to the point it became its own entity. Joe Wilkinson? Yep. Um, shows up in earlier season as um, Hot Tori, otherwise known as Rachel Riley's assistant midway through yep. the show. Um, and despite technically being fired at the end of the first series, he still manages to get to, in to do prop comedy with his... Um, dim-witted half-brother Fabio who's constantly in his underwear and is ripped as all hell um, in relation to various new careers that he does. Um, and here comes controversy. I still think that Joe should have been DQ'd. Um, and I also managed to allude to something that happened later um, yeah, as another example of someone that should be DQ'd on, along the same lines. That di that also that uh didn't get DQ'd. Yeah, um, a one of those I agree with you. The other ones I don't remember them well enough to actually make a uh, a um uh. We'll get to it, and we'll get to one of them in series. Well, we'll get to three the, of them in series four. 
Yeah, I Genius. I I remember the the one with Noel Fielding that you mentioned, but the other ones I don't remember or I didn't see. Yeah. So we'll get to those, but no, actually, I didn't even thought about that. But you're not sure the what the series four lineup is or something else. Uh, no, in the email he talks about tasks. Oh. Um, Spelvin's talking about tasks from later on in oh. Taskmaster, and one of them I actually I hadn't thought about it before just now, but I actually totally agree. Yeah, and I'll have to remember that for when we cover that episode. Okay, I think I kind of zoned something... out a little bit. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's you don't have the unless you want to open up the email and, and read along. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't be honest. It's it's half yeah. eleven in the evening. Yep, and I've been yep. traveling that's for the better true. part of four hours. All change. This is the final stop. Thank you for riding, Virgin Advanti. Some sort of abortion of stagecoach company. Railways. Please remember to put five pounds in the tail on the way out. This is a virgin get... train service. Do you need this to go to a, a mental train surface to Scarborough? And anyone, anyone who is not a virgin, please alight at Wolverhampton. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to do a very stereotypical redneck impression to piss you off? Go I, ahead. you, neither of us are rednecks, so it's not going to. I mean, I could try and do a goofy impression. I'm I'm known yeah. for my impressions. Go yeah. right ahead. Yep, Morris. Hi there. Well, hi, hi, Mickey. I think I've got bronchitis. Well, it's better than the Darth Vader impression. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Shots fired across the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, it's still probably better than yours, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. undoubtedly. Um. Let's see. Well, you're trying to do it now with all that very heavy breathing. Unclear and yeah. I, I was very unclear on the on the scoring. Yeah. Did, yeah. Well, more specifically, Joe Wilkinson on the Taskmaster podcast appeared to be very very unclear on the scoring regarding the potato task. Um, he that was seemed funny, to believe that he still got a point. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure whether or not that was a bit. Um, I think Doc- part of. Sorry, if I'm interject. Part of Joe Wilkinson's humor is his sort of. Uh, can you call it blissful? He doesn't ignorance? put on an act, but, or like he, the. It feels like he's very um, bliss to an extent, blissfully ignorant. He's just, he's just, he just goes with the flow until the time for shit to go down go, goes down. Yeah. Um... Doc Brown, um, Doc Brown's, um, that's harsh joke kind of solidifies the moment in the Taskmaster Hall of Fame for me. Um, and I think he says on the podcast, there's only so far that funny gets you with this show. Um, and Emerson, I'm going to need you to correct me. English comedy is based on a constant subdued cruelty to others. You could say that. Yeah. British humour stems from seeing people in pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, I mean, morbid humour in the UK is a lot funnier. For example, if you are you both aware of One Foot in the Grave? Um, I am not. Hold on. Well, to I put it simply, the there's, um, there's an episode 
well, One Foot in the Grave is a show that uh, is a British show that had an American remake. And in Uh-oh. the British version, in the original British version, uh, one character is uh, uh, made to look after someone's pet turtle, and he accidentally kills it. In the American version, uh, the guy doesn't kill the turtle. He just injures it and it recovers perfectly fine. And that sort of changes the joke completely. Mm. A better example, um, have you you guys are aware that the US, have you seen the US or even UK in between us? I, I never have gotten into either of those shows. I watched videos comparing the two, but um, yeah. I have not watched them um, for for those of you who haven't seen videos comparing um, the two, there's um, a scene in one episode where uh, Will, um, in the British version, he he tries to throw a frisbee to one of his friends. Uh, there's a the camera cuts a couple times. You think it's going to go in one direction, but the camera you think it's going to go towards this group of girls. Uh, one of them is Harley, who's Simon, another boy's. Uh, love interest but then the camera does a after cutting backwards and forwards between the boys faces a couple times as I they their eyes follow the frisbee to see where it's going the camera then pans very quickly to um, a lady in a wheelchair and someone who I'd assume would be her carer and then you see the faces on the boys as they quick cut and you realize as you they, they realize oh shit the frisbee is going to hit the lady in the wheelchair which it does. Um, in the American, this, this like interaction, this quick cut of all the cameras from Will throwing the frisbee to it hitting the woman in the wheelchair is about 15, 20 seconds. Uh, in the American version, there's a similar scene where Will tries to throw an American football. Uh, he throws it, it flies through the air. We see it just fly through the air once. And then in a similar sort of fashion, it hits a guy on crutches in the head. And the, the gap in this is about four or five seconds. There's no build-up to the joke. You don't... It just sort of happens and you don't get time to cotton on what's happening. And what makes the British version funnier is that then the situation sort of builds up. But we realise that uh, neither the lady in the wheelchair nor her carer speak English. Um, and then when it, Will tries to get the frisbee back, uh, but the lady in the wheelchair refuses. Uh, another gang of guys are like, Oi, that guy's taking that lady's frisbee. And they run after Will, sort of just like putting the cherry on top to how incredibly, um, tragically funny the situation is. But it just ends, in the American version, it just ends after the football hits the guy in the head. And that's sort of, um, while not necessarily, it obviously it does delve into sort of like the tragic factor of comedy. It's just like, three things go wrong for Will in such a very short span of time in the British version. But not only that, it takes a lot more time to build up the joke. Um, whereas in the US version, he just throws the football, it hits the guy in the head, and then it moves on quickly. There's not really any time to sort of digest it. If you get what I mean. Mm. Yeah. You also get to watch people suffer, which is, again, very lovely. I mean, in, in Taskmaster, it's especially funny. Especially if that person is Alex Horn. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because Alex makes the tasks, mm-hmm. so he does it to himself. Yeah, but if you think about it, Alex, you can. T- I feel like even if you watch the show, you can tell that um, 
Greg is sort of like Alex's puppet in a way. Because a lot of the sort of like subtle interactions between the two does indicate that Alex is... What I like to imagine it is, say you've got like two uh, marionette puppets of Greg and Alex, and the one of Greg is sort of like screaming and berating Alex, flinging himself on him like a string puppet would. But then you see that Alex Horn, the real Alex Horn, is holding both puppets, and that's sort of how I envision their relationship, or like mm-hmm. the, the dynamic between them. And also what you've got to realize is, because Alex sets the tasks and he's present at the recordings of all the tasks. Um, if the contestants are struggling to do something, uh, he gets a sort of power high, and he just can't—he can't hide his his delight. You two haven't seen series eleven, um, but there's a task in series eleven. I'll, I won't say to put it very simply. What happened? The teams had to sort of get from one end of the garden to the other without setting off an alarm. Uh, and there's a weird system to sort of how to not set off the alarm. Um, but no team properly works it out. And Alex, uh, who knows the system, obviously, because he set the tasks, is just hiding behind his clipboard. It's like he's trying to hide like the sort of forced back grin, so to speak. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember this one. I remember this one. What? I, I remember I'm not... Sir, you know I what I'm talking this about. One, so. Yeah, I okay. do think I know. Is this the one where they try to... Is this the one where they try to do stepping stones and where um, That's right. Alex just has a buzzer and he, and he just hits the buzzer anytime they do something dumb? Or rather this is, wrong? This is series 11, the one with Sarah Kendall, Mike Wozniak, Lee Mike. Wait, no, I saw this one. Charlotte yeah. yeah. It's that yeah. task. It's that task. Okay. Um... Do you have anything See, else you I want to remember... talk about, Spelvin? Oh Lord, we have a lot to go through. Um, what time there, is there... it on you? What Can time you... is it on your end? Because I'm just going to speed right through this. Uh, it's approaching quarter to midnight. Ah, Jesus fuck! Um... Oh, we make him stay up late all the time. Yeah. Don't the thing is, though, it. I do have to be up early tomorrow. Yeah. Subtle cruelty. Subtle, unsubtle cruelty. Let's keep going. Um. Let's see. Um. If you might remember um, from the Edinburgh TV Festival Does Taskmaster, a bunch of TV execs um, took on the potato task as well. And when, when mul- was that? Because I is that at the original Edinburgh fin- Fringe Festival? It must have been like 2009. No. Um, it was a bunch of TV execs um, at, I think, one of the executive retreats very early in Taskmaster's life. Um and in a sign of where Taskmaster would go eventually, um, Neris Evans, who was the deputy head of comedy at Channel 4, ended up winning that show. Um, um, but he does hit the green... He should have been disqualified as at... I forget what this is, because... Um, and I think I basically say that um, multiple people step on the gr- on the red green to retrieve the potato after they complete the task. Ergo, they should, ergo, ergo because they were DQ'd. Brown should also retroactively be DQ'd. Um, 
although I don't know how well that'll hold up in court. Um, yeah. Remembering that Josh Whittacombe wins Series 1 because he whines for points and devalues others' attempts, Brown's hectoring and deflection is perfectly valid. Greg actually mentioned there would be a dramatic bit during the show to Joe, at which point Davies was slapped and told to shut up. Yeah, um, we, we mentioned that. Yeah, But that doesn't devalue um, your point. Joe, I'd argue, was most betrayed by John, for whom he stuck up in outtakes when Osman attacked his prize tasks. Um, Fred's last name is Arland Arland Arlund, apparently. Joe is a prion-related neurodegenerative disease, and no what? proof on Earth can pr- convince me otherwise. How, what, wow. how do you how do you explain how does, did he say that? Um, regarding Fred, no, Joe having a neuro a prion neurodegenerative disease. There is no evidence for that, but honestly, ah. given what happened in England um, during the nineties, I would bet my life on anything that the man's insanity is caused by some sort of denaturing protein in his brain. <laughs> That's a um, very bold claim to make. Yeah, that's it's, a... it's wrong and it's bold. Um, if if we ever have Joe Wilkinson on this podcast, I'm going to ask him that. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, we can dream big. I mean, yeah, we, we, I we... think Joe Wilkinson's a medium dream. He doesn't seem like he has a lot going on. Um, very yeah. quickly, who do you think any in anyone in the show circle who would be most likely to come as a guest on this podcast? Oh. Damien Eggs. Honestly, I think the most likely person, and I say this because the show's account recently followed him, despite the fact that his only involvement to the show to date has been an appearance on the Taskmaster podcast regarding the New Year's Treat episode, Scroobius Pip. Who? Scroobius Pip. That's a good... who may or may not be in series 13, especially considering that until recently he was not followed by the Taskmaster podcast. And then all of a sudden, now he is. Mm. You what a it. fucking name as Scroobius Pip. It's a stage uh, name. I know it is a stage name, but I. David Peter Meads. Yeah. Scroobius um, Pip would all... be a very good yeah for Taskmaster. Yeah, he's he, going he to is be... funny. I've listened to him on uh, the Taskmaster podcast. I've listened to him on the Off Menu podcast hosted by Ed Gamble <laughs> and James A. Casker. Enemy of the show, Ed Gamble. I mean, we say we we'll hate get Gamble, him but... one day. Mm. You'll have to come onto this podcast him, first, and then you'll get him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we'll get you, Gamble, one um, day. Yep. Well, even if we um, have to steal Joe. James Acaster from you. Oh, imagine if we had James <laughs> Acaster on this podcast. I oh, think God. I would just call it quits forever and just die happy. Yeah. The man's a delight, but he's also notoriously private, so good luck. Um, we'd, we'd hit three hours before we actually started talking about Taskmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe has also apparently taken up jujitsu because of John and Doc. <laughs> Why? Um, what a strange thing! To... I yeah. need to. I need to see this email for myself. I haven't been on our yeah. on our podcast email page. I know account, you haven't sorry. been in our podcast accounts. I on Google. I know. Okay, there was a significant portion of um of oh god of episode two in series two 
where you were just yattering around on um, Amadeus for like five centuries. Um, it, it needs at least like fifteen minutes, two or three minutes. Yeah, um, um, I will concede to you that Amadeus is long. However, the film is as long as the stage play, and the stage play works because you get fifteen minutes off. I didn't. Yeah, first they, of all, I didn't know it was based on a play. Oh, it is based on a play. Ian McKellen did it on Broadway, and Sir Peter Hall directed it, I believe. Um, all productions, pretty much. Um, and then they uh, basically went, you know what? Fuck it. We'll get an American cast. And that's how F. Murray Abraham has an Oscar now. Um, Good for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh a uh, peanut sat on a railroad track, its heart was all a flutter. Along came the choo-choo train. Is something that I've heard before, but on a Disney CD of children's songs, and as I've pretty much already demonstrated with a very different melody. I've never heard that song before. Yeah, I, oh my I've God. never heard it outside of the context of this show and i like i need i need to look up the etymology of that song because i have no like even the history of it may i interject a second there is none yeah interject a second uh i've just gone to the email and i've seen the comment you left on our uh series three episode five video spell thing Mm -hmm. Sarah Pascoe apparently once pimped out her friend for cocaine which she talks about in her stand-up i think i would think twice about calling her normal I forgot about that. What did she do? I have what does no that mean? Idea. Um, Pimped see. her out how? I on don't the same, know. On the same episode, we have a comment that just says WXF7T. Oh, no, that's because I have it. That's because I have it tagged with like, because YouTube lets you put in tags. So those are like automated bots that try to like click this link so that we can scam you. Yeah. It, oh, it okay. happens on Instagram, too. You know, if you tag anything with, like, a popular enough hashtag, some automated bot will come by. I, I remove those from our uh, from our uh, things, but it still shows up in the email. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the, contest, the context for the next sentence was. That wasn't quick rapping, Joe. Have you heard it, Guns and Ships? Um, no, I also, it's not so much that it wasn't quick, it's that at no point during that could I identify what the song was, because I'd never heard that song before. What, yeah. what are we talking um, about here, sorry? The we're talking Doc about- Brown's rapping music video. One, oh, okay. two, to the three, four, five. Yeah. Once I caught a fish alive and said sing. You don't have to sing the song, because we'll be here Six. all night. Yeah. yeah, we get the point. Um, Guns and Ships, which is, uh, pretty much the equivalent of being shocked with a lightning bolt, to that, uh, barely getting shocked by static on a balloon. I um, mean, I, I know fast-paced rap music. I can do, like, uh, like, um, can you do Nobody like the Speak rap God by verse? Run the Jewels. Can you do the Rap yeah. God verse? Uh, no. No. I, I can do... I can do nobody's. I can do the entirety of Nobody Speak by Run the Jewels, but um, we're not gonna. We're not gonna do that either. I'm but, probably going to end up getting you copyright struck for this, but let's see if I can actually do this. Do what? One, 
two, three. Uh, Pardon me, is everybody here? Because if everybody's here, I want to thank you all for coming to the wedding. I'd appreciate you going even more. I mean, you must. That's a better thing to do, not a word of it to Paul. Remember, Paul. Fuck. What? What is that from Rap God? No, that. No, that's not Rap. Rap God sounds like a summer Pardon me, is everybody here? Because if everybody's here, I want to thank you all for coming to the wedding. I'd appreciate you going even more. I mean, you must. That's a better thing to do, not a word of it to Paul. Remember, Paul. The man. Not to disrespect your talents, Melvin, but if you think you're going to get us copyrighted, don't keep doing it. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not going to get his copyright struck. Because the I keep bungling the fucking lyrics. The only person who will get his copyright struck is me. Because I already did get his, in a little bit of a copyright thing. Because I used a gif of the Browns stomping on the Steelers in like episode two of season one. And YouTube is like, oh, nope. Well, that's Which, on uh, YouTube. Um, on actual yeah. streaming services. They won't care. If we get copyright it's struck like, on YouTube, I don't give a shit. Thanks, Emerson. But uh but um oh speaking of the Browns, they're playing on Sunday against Kansas City. It's gonna be good. Maybe this time we're we'll an stop hour them and five minutes like in. they deserve. I know we're in an hour and five minutes. <laughs> There's three people on this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm... This is torture. Okay. That's, that's nice. Why didn't you get an earlier bus? Um, let's okay. see. Um, it's not like you can understand popular musical lyrics anyways. Um which is related what to the hell have I done to comment. you to deserve this? Um you've done absolutely nothing. Don't subtle worry. cruelty, subtle cruelty. This is British comedy. Um let's see. The lyrics of the poem one, two to the three. One, two, three, four, five, once I caught a fish alive, yes. are not, as far as I know, based on any events in history. Um, it's an educational rhyme with the words devised with the specific intention of teaching children to count, thus increasing their numeric powers. Exactly. Strangely enough, the title is often changed to Once I Caught a Fish Alive, and its, early tr- and its earliest traceable publication is 1888. I have yeah. never heard the rhyme in person. I read it in a book of old nursery rhymes once, either at a grandparents or at church. I have no fucking clue where I know. Maybe this. it's because it's a British nursery rhyme or something. Because I heard yeah. it lots. Yeah, um, and I disagree sharply with the assessment of Joe's Old MacDonald, which was not only performed wrong, um, and Richardson. John Richardson, who of course pointed it out, cut bars from three blind mice so he can shut the hell up. So Ooh, but he yeah, had he no did shit that. post energy. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even he sing had no sh- Yeah. Um, but you can he also had no shit guess. post energy compared to Tree Wizard. The oh my god. Yeah. Um, the movie Tree doesn't Wizard feel- wasn't a shit post. Tree Wizard was just lazy. This at least was a shit post level. All shit posts are lazy. No. Tree Wizard. No. You Back can make high levels to create some balloons. Tree with that. Hands together, he creates a balloon. Tree with that. Oh my god. Why do I hang out with you people? And no, no, because th- you can make high effort shit posts. My Instagram account is nothing but high effort shit posts. Mm-hmm. We you know, can dearly. do. You also, can do Alex that. did too much of the work, um, especially I'll, for something. Tree so Wizard has lyrics on Genius, effort. and Romish is credited as the artist. 
<laughs> There's no art involved in that at all. Tree wizards back in the day to create some balloons. Tree wizards, tree wizards, tree wizards. Tree wizard oh takes position. I drank what my beer already. Ah. I mean, I could send you the rest of my whiskey, but quite frankly, the post to send it all the way to Alabama, Ohio, is um, probably going to be impossible. Just pour it into your microphone, and it'll trickle into my ears. That's no, how the I've had works. this Mac for seven years, mm. and God damn it, I am going to keep it for another seven until they bring back the goddamn headphone jack and the iPhone. Oh, um, so then you're never. Yeah. Just okay, switch so, over to Android like I did. Yeah. So, um, um, now, gentlemen, um, I'd like to ask one final question before we uh, wrap up. And that is. Are, are, are we wrapping up? you to think that we can wrap up. Because I was going to say, we do have a couple more points to deal with. Maybe we can just speed we've, through those. Speed, yeah, speed already... through those. And then I'll end on one final question, which hopefully we can. Yeah. Um, ben Bailey Smith, a.k.a. Doc Brown, did go on the Taskmaster podcast to say that he hated the whole experience. We've already covered this. Yes. Um, uh, and apparently what he did during the mayor task, he suggested to staff that he would simulate a terror attack at with the small children come in and office the with children. Um, yeah, would... you, I, I mentioned that because that was insane, but... <laughs> I really. Doc Brown really is a psychopath. No, that would be really good. I would have been impressed by that one. Well, you would have been yeah. more. From, you would have been more impressed if it wasn't stage. Yeah. Um. For, but the effort to go through with staging that in terms of combat. Yeah. Excuse me. In terms of combat, is going to be very, very impressive, especially on short notice. Mm-hmm. Especially being able to communicate with simultaneously with the mayor and with a demographic group that definitely will hate the mayor. Yeah, that I I that is I I I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do wonder how many times someone on Taskmaster has proposed a ludicrous idea and has been gently talked down into something that's not as impressive. Yeah. I'd mm. love to see the show's outtakes, I know, which we never get to. I know um, Hugh Dennis in Series 4 uh, at one point wanted to go on the roof of the house, but for safety reasons, yeah. contestants aren't allowed on the roof. But I thought that's pretty common knowledge. I do not I mean, want to you fall say off safety, that's a weird word for insurance. Yeah. Same difference. Because obviously they do not care about contestant safety. They put they put Hugh in the radio tower that's directly next door. Yeah, they. Um, well, I think Hugh tr- wanted to climb up that. I think they're very hands-off in that we won't stop you. Yeah. Are um, there any more points to this? For someone with OCD and absurd cleaning habits, John seems sexually obsessed. <laughs> with... To put it now, you exactly said he seemed obsessed with the dirtiest of biological functions, sex. Yes, which which is a better way to phrase that. Yeah, yeah, that that is a bit weird. That is yeah. episode four. But, yeah, episode four. Nothing of note happens here. 
Nothing noteworthy is commemorated at this monument. Um, Greg's obsession with darts, episode it, five, comes with the fact that the players are simultaneously at peak performance and in precarious health. See Jockey Wilson. Um, shopping Trolley Stream is located the link here, and I think I sent you my map of all you the Taskmaster locations. did. Which... I don't remember where that link is, but yeah. where is this... I'm opening it in Google Maps. It's in Amersham. Yeah. It's over the River Misborn. Mm-hmm. And next to the Broadway and off of the A35, just next to the Tesco. Is the Broadway the place where they did the high five of 55-year-old songs? No, no, the Broadway is a street. No, that's high shopping center at Eden Wycombe, I think. Oh, well, there's a Shopping. Well, it's not. It's not like a big. It's not a huge shopping center, but there's. It is a shopping center, and it's called uh, the name of my borough and uh, Broadway underneath. Yeah. No. In Amersham, the Broadway is a street. It that runs next to Chiltern Place Retirement Living Plus, and Ooh. intersects with Weldon Street and the A three five five. Interesting. At um, Church Street, there's a restaurant named The Artichoke. I wonder what they sell. Uh, gong Pao Chicken? Close Innovative enough. dishes using local produce in a beamed 16th century building with 21st century style. They actually Boss. managed to buy artichokerestaurant.co.uk as their... Thing. Oh, they're one of those pretentious places that has tiny portions. Are there any more mm. points? They, I'm, I'm on. Through them all? Yes, there's. I think one, one more thing. Okay. This is all for season two, by the way. Yeah, we haven't gotten into season three yet. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a fucking part two. Jesus Christ. Um, or just like talk really, really quickly. Uh, pardon me, is everybody here? Because if everybody was here, well, I'm saying I've gone by the wedding. You got the point. Um, yeah. Uh, regarding stop motion, UK cameras film at 25 FPS. USA equipment films at 29.97 FPS. Um, Emerson's last to die wins helium task is a task from Tugtmeister in two series time. Yes. Um, I'm so excited for that, for to get to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, I want Will we talk about any non-English taskmasters? I don't know. No, 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 no. This is this is one of the tasks with Hugh Dennis and and Mel Gedroyd. Oh yeah, you know exact, you know exactly which one it is. Oh, Meister. I do. Yes, Sorry, I was. I thought you were talking. Doesn't no, no, no. Keep going. Yeah. yeah, you're half asleep. Um, I want the delivery of the 1.0 run with the timing of the 1.5 run. I think this is um in relation to one of the stop motion films that they did with the potato um, and trying to get um, so much, mm. trying to cram line delivery into the same amount of time. Um, I should apologize. Um, bonus episodes don't uh, include sound bites. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured um, also, Ed argued that the potato film of the trio was better because they featured the potato more heavily, which Osmond claims to not be true by stopwatch comparison. But I find both arguments are valid, as I'm sure the potato features for the same amount of time in both 
that the status of the potato as a focus of the piece in 28 Days Tater would qualify it for supporting performance award categories rather than leading. Um, Catherine Ryan was apparently training to be an engineer at one point, which I think proves the point that engineers are totally unable to build their own structures. Um, Read the rant on the ties. I'm almost certain that no other contestant than Joe and Richard know how to tie ties correctly. Considering that they were going for speed rather than quality, correct time management is left up to Greg's judgment. And especially considering that he is a man that has shat his pants and talks about it publicly on television, I don't think that's going to be necessarily judged on quality. Um, He was wearing his mother's underwear in that anecdote, too, if (laughs) if you remember that one correctly. The rant was for nothing um, and was so self-centered that it put the VMA speech to shame. You won on the rabbit task. I have the stats to prove it. Um, This deprived us of the opportunity of watching four comedians and a producer die of asphyxiation. (laughs) (laughs) First one to die wins. Yeah, again, Emerson's helium task. Um, In addition to the coin joke... At the end, Richardson says earlier he would put Catherine's tie on if she ate my banana, which actually really works in context. Um, Richard took part in a televised darts tournament featuring a number of Taskmaster contestants, past and future, and Osmond played drunk on encouragement of world's women master Data Headman. YouTube link. I, I did not know that, but I, we might have to put that link in the bottom. Yeah, it's a really crappy video, but um, uh, Damien Eggs' most recent credits are on UK Antiques Roadshow, not to be confused with the American version, um, and I hope he's okay. Hmm. Regarding the scores table I sent you, the first ser- version of the Series 2 table is for the scores as they existed on the show. The second is for scoring the rabbit task as if it were normal, i.e. on the 54321 scale. Okay. The third is if John's specials task is discounted and the rabbit task is scored normally. As a summary for the viewer, this means that the first version of the table is as the series happened. The second version is if Catherine gets scored normally, which means that John wins the series. And the third version is with... Um, is with the rabbit task scored normally and the points that John gets, the four points that John gets for guessing all the tasks correctly omitted as a measure of fairness, in which case they draw. Interesting. Ooh. And for the for the for reference for the viewers, Spelvin also took the time to calculate all these scores. They're gonna be we're gonna put like a Google Drive link in the description of this video. Yeah. And they'll all be there. Also, for season four, because I can't be asked to put in images and stuff into the YouTube video any longer because that takes like yeah. four hours that I don't have. You can just um, throw them we're into gonna start like putting, an imager. Yeah, I'm going to put them into an Imgur link, and that'll be in the description of every video. Hopefully, it will all be in order and everything, and you can just go down the, uh, the list it's like one of those follow the bouncing ball things in a karaoke video where yeah. you just follow along and each successive thing will be there. Yep, um, so I'd also basically. like to note um, that um, Series 3, um, 
Sarah's weight, Sarah's weight in the shoebox task. Um, she basically threw that away for the joke when she said, yeah. "Oh no, you don't, you shouldn't handle it. It's dangerous." She had a thirty-two kilo weight in there, um, in addition to a stuffed snake, which could have put her over the thirty-three that Dave had. Did mm. did she say that on the on the official podcast? No, it's in the episode. Oh, what, what at the end or yeah, um, the, towards if, the end when they open all the boxes, you see the stuffed snake, and yeah. if you look very there's closely, a weight in it. Enhance, enhance. There's 32 kilos on that weight, I think listed. Oh wow! I knew uh, there was so a weight in it, but I didn't know how heavy the weight was. Um, I'd also like to note that um, during the p during the task with the water during the task from move the water from bucket A bucket B. I saw this coming from a mile away. Um, basically, what happened especially with Paul Chowdhury, and I think this is a quote that you missed on the episode, was that Alex asks Paul, how's morale? And he asks back, who's she? I did. I must not have mentioned, but I remember that. I, I don't think what does we that mentioned mean? that, but yes. Um, he's Paul, mistaking morale for a woman. Oh, okay. Like the concept of morale for someone's name. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I think we've already discussed how Dave Gorman sh was originally scheduled for the panel, but yeah. of the original Taskmaster. I but, found out uh, that Mike Wozniak was also scheduled to be on the original panel as yeah, well. Yeah, and I bet on him didn't, to win Series 11. Didn't Mike Wozniak actually participate in the original Taskmaster panel? Yes. Oh. Didn't he? Okay. Did, he was I a thought champion. He yeah, I was going to say he won because there's there's a picture circulating on the Taskmaster subreddit that actually shows him holding the original trophy. I wonder why it took so long line. for him to get on the actual show. Uh, he's he not didn't... that popular, I think, in the UK. It, I mean, also, well, that, if he if won that, already, was why the, does he need to go on again? If that was the case before, it's not the case now. At least yeah. in the Taskmaster um, community. Yeah, certainly not among us. Um, there is one imposter among us. Who is it? Mm. Um, I'm trying to find... Your firemen are just comically corrupt. Um, yes! I know, right? Yeah. That was like, oh my god. And actually... um. To to further this down, I I almost want to throw my local fire department under the bus again because um no, to briefly touch into real world events, um, uh oh no 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 very briefly um for for those who have been watching this small program called the news there was a thing that happened in Afghanistan where several where a dozen U.S. servicemen actually fourteen of them were were unfortunately killed and one of them is a local of my area so they had the procession where they returned him to the funeral home from the airport today and every fire department for 50 miles along with police departments as far away as columbus ohio and like <laughs> and like the state capitol cleveland everywhere came to see this guy columbus out and the state no columbus is the state capitol but Columbus is like 200 miles away. 
So they came, they came up for this. Guess who wasn't at this at this procession? Yours! My local fire department. I saw my local police department. I saw the local EMS. I saw I saw I I saw Customs and Border Patrol. The <laughs> Customs and Border Patrol was out. ICE was out. They were like every single like this is obviously a solemn event and I don't mean to make light of it. Because there was, this is like a funeral procession. There was every conceivable emergency services department I out there. Like, unless my town volunteered to be mutual aid for every other town within 20 miles. Because I didn't, I was there for like two hours. I did not see any of their trucks in this two mile long cavalcade of emergency vehicles that were following the hearse yeah and i'm i'm ve- unless they were waiting further down the road i i highly doubt they showed up because even because i drove past the fire department on my way back home after this and there was one truck missing and they have seven of them okay so and meanwhile i saw like the local villages around there sent their entire fire departments <laughs> so, so like the the places that have two fire trucks, one place that I know for a fact has like two fire trucks sent three. So, okay. so like to add on to my town's firemen are incredibly corrupt, or at least just generally not good people. I'm really not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt about this. Mm-hmm. Like. Like I saw, like, like to 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 fully drive this point home. My neighbor across the street is a cop. He parks his patrol car outside. He works nights. He he is not awake at like before noon because he works nights. He was in the he was in the procession. This man woke up like five hours early to be here, and the fire department was not. Yo, how much heroin do you think he was doing to be awake that early? Uh, that's that's a that's a that's an Ohio stereotype. Okay, he he's pr- not. I don't think so. He's <laughs> he's a nice guy. He owns a small business. He's actually like he's a. It's my town's very weird. The police are nice and the firemen are awful. Yeah, what's I live your in town, like, like 98 percent white. Uh, I've got no without real, on any of this. I was going to say we're we're moving way into a su- portion that we don't normally get into mm. in this podcast. I mean, but, this uh, is getting a bit too. <laughs> this is straying too far from Taskmaster, and I'm I am yeah. considering calling. And you it need quits. to sleep. Yeah, I was going to Blondie. I did have a question I want to ask, but we're not going to have time. For yes, it, considering how much. No, you, no, no. Just. A- just all ask right. it very quickly, all and then we I can want, sort of I wrap want, up. All right, I'm going to ask it to both of you, and I want you to summarize it in one sentence and one sentence only, okay? What is your favorite moment from any of the three series so far? Spelvin, you from first. From any of the three From all three, series. across all three series. Not one moment Probably from each, one across all three. Probably the moment of... Um, Probably the moment where Paul just... Either the moment where Paul goes, I didn't know trees had generators, or 
the moment where um where uh Paul goes um this is a long sentence. Who's morale? Okay. Joe? Uh mine can mine can be summed up by like it's basically like a a transcript of a sound effect which is man Ramesh enters room Watermelon Fair explodes, enough. and then and then crowd roars in laughter. I'm just going to say this right now. My favorite is Greg's uh, infamous noise, which he uses to describe. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, okay, so we've rambled for nearly an hour and a half. Uh, even for a bonus <laughs> episode, we didn't. We we ended up talking about a, not only about fifty percent of this was Taskmaster based. Um, <laughs> It, it was, in fact, only about 50% Taskmaster-based. If you liked this, please email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com, and we might do more not Taskmaster-focused episodes. Or um, if you don't like this, please email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com, and we won't do more of these. And if you hate me, you can't find me. Eat shit. Uh, okay. Says the person whose YouTube account is at the bottom of every single episode because right. you comment on our episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to wrap this up very quickly. Uh, big thank you to Spelvin uh, for being Yes, thank guest. you, Spelvin. Thank you for being our very first guest. We really appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. I have no one to talk about this show to. We well, will- now you have talked about yeah. this. We will be back for Series 4 on October 28th. Now, if you do your... Mm. If you look at your calculator, you'll realize that's a Thursday, not a Wednesday. Your cal- Why is my calendar on a calculator, Emerson? It's late. Give me the benefit of the doubt. If all you look computers at- are calculators if you think about it hard enough. All, my, all, my, all ovens and microwaves have, are clocks if you think about it. Anyway, you mm. might realize that we'll be back on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Why? Why? You'll find out. Uh, and to mark your calendars or calculators um, for that date. Um, I've been Emerson. Um, I have been Emerson. I am Spelvin. And I am Joe again. So, uh, goodbye. Farewell, so long. See you in late October. Oh, Peterson, goodbye. Sayonara. Sayonara. All right, I'm clicking stop. <laughs>